Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Off the bit, our Uncle Sam Deeper, fame assured, speeches, silver, very wide, Northview Hustler, trying to shake off Colt 31, and he does so. He gets away, Northview Hustler. They paid him no respect, and he makes them pay, goes all of the way. Northview Hustler. Hustler easily. Colt 31, our Uncle Sam. Speech yeah, Chris Barsby said in the call there, that was Albion Park Saturday night, the free-for-all. They paid him no respect, but you certainly did, Chris. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Well, they paid him no respect with that lead time of 37.5 and then the first half of 30.1, 30.7. He was always going to finish off in really sharp splits, and that's what he did. Went off the back in 28.3, home in 26.7, so it's 55 flat the last half. Nothing was going to run down Northview Hustler, given those times. Colt 31, again, running a, a sound race for second. And our Uncle Sam, Speeches Silver, they finish off well in really good numbers themselves. But it was Northview Hustler who was up on the front end. And I suppose, Steve, this just underlines whoever's drawing the lead in these free-for-alls in Brisbane right now, nine times out of ten, they're winning. And that was another case there on Saturday mm, night. Yeah, to turn it up in recent weeks, Chris. Yeah, exactly right. We've got another good open coming up this Saturday night and then the first of our features Saturday uh, week, which is the Be Good Johnny Sprint. So I think what I'm trying to say, barrier draws are crucial. We know they are, but uh, just given the way that the the free-for-all ranks are are situated right now, uh, it's so important to draw well. If Colt 31 could be driven aggressively from the inside gate, it'd be nice to see him back in the winner's circle. We know he's not the same horse, but still very, as you said, competitive week in, week out. That's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Still yet to win, though, this year. And when you go back through his record, his last win, Steve, was in the Be Good Johnny Sprint 12 months ago. So he lines up again this Saturday night. He's got gate two. So it'll be interesting to see if they try and lead there. He does have Black Sedans drawn to his inside, who's probably just as fast. So... Probably unlikely that he could lead, but he's going to be up close to the pace. So it's going to be interesting yet again this weekend with the free-for-allers. Young God Angus Garrard's with us, Chris. Well, as we've been talking about, Steve, uh, who is the number one free-for-aller right now? I want to ask the question, who's the number one trotter in Queensland right now? We may have got the answer on Saturday night because Sir Fahrenheit was able to win again. That's three straight now for Sir Fahrenheit. He was coming off a fresh up going into that race. It didn't matter because he just dealt with that, uh, that field very easily, scored comfortably, rated 2 minutes point three. Doesn't matter if it's a stand or a mobile. He's very versatile, and it doesn't matter what trip. We know he holds the track record at 2,647 metres. But this guy is absolutely flying right now, and I think as it stands, he's probably number one. Angus might be able to back me up here. Angus, good morning. Morning, Chris. Is Sir Fahrenheit the best trotter in Queensland right now? Yeah, look, uh, it's probably hard to say, um, but probably fair to say he's been the most consistent. Um, as you said, he's won his last three, and before he was racing really well. So it's sort of hard when you haven't sort of got Majestic Simon there at his best and a few others um, to line up against. But I suppose all you can do is win. Yeah, absolutely. Some might say we're in that transition phase with, with the Trotters right now. Our over and over, as we know, he was a war horse. He's recently been retired. Majestic Simon, who's the reigning Trotter of the year, he's not at his best. Northern Muscles has got a few issues there as well. But your guy, he's here and he's putting his hand up. And all you can do is win. He's done precisely that. 
was it as easy as it looked there on Saturday night with him? Yeah, it was, Chris. Um, he he was really comfortable. Like he never really extended. He just sort of um, did what he had to, and like he was still sort of drawing away to the finish. So um, he, I was wrapped with his run, and he'll definitely improve off that. Um, he hadn't raced for I think two or three weeks before that. Um, he'll definitely take a little bit more fitness out of that run, and hopefully he's spot on going into the two mobiles. Well, tell me this: was it really? pleasing from your aspect the fact that you were asking him to run the gate and then back off and he did come back to you normally in the past he could get a little stirred up he could get a little fiery and want to fight you a little bit but on saturday night you press the button at the start he rolled forward got the lead but he comes straight back underneath you how important was that going forward with these mobile features just around the corner yeah that's right it definitely helps um i was saying to dad through the week he sort of wasn't sure how much um whether we had enough speed to sort of hold Red Castleton and get across a couple of others. And I said to him, when he's spot on, he's probably second quickest trotter out the gate up here to Majestic Simon. So um, it was really good to feel him come out the gate like that. And as you said, he settled really well. He was probably the most casual he's been in front um, since I've been driving him. So it was really pleasing. Yeah, coming down the bill with a lap to go, it's almost like he wasn't interested. He was just, just loping along out in front, doing it, you know, as he pleased. Yeah, that's right. He was, um, he was lovely and relaxed. And sort of when I asked him to quicken a little bit around the glass corner, he sort of did exactly that. So he misses this week, and then we go into that first night of the Summer Carnival? Yeah, that's right. Um, we'll go into those two features and then um, just see how we come out of them and... Probably after that, head to probably the Albion Park Christmas Cup. Okay. So, so what are you looking at, or what are you starting to size up as far as opposition is concerned? Is there something that we're missing at the moment that could easily land for these features, or is it what we're seeing is what you're going to be opposed to in the next couple of weeks? Um, there's probably not going to be a lot more depth than what there is. Um, obviously, we see Majestic Simon back this weekend, so... It'll be interesting to see how he is now. Obviously, he's had that bit of a freshen up as well. If he's sort of at his best, obviously, he's really hard to leave from the mobile because he's got um, that great tactical speed. So, um, other than that, it's probably sort of the same horses. It's just where we draw. Yeah. Uh, and just on speeches, Silver, what did you make of him, the way he rattled home out wide there on Saturday night, given that last quarter was 26-7? What, what did you uh, make of that effort? Yeah, he was awesome, Chris. Um, it's probably my fault early. We should have pressed forward there and sort of got up outside Northview Hustler. And whether we held that position or took a seat when Colt 31 came, he sort of, I think at worst, we finished second then. But he ran his last quarter half a second quicker than the winner, so thought it would have been hard to see him getting beat if we were a bit closer. Um, he was awesome again, and I'm sure he'll just keep getting better. Okay, so he's right on track for the uh, the Be Good Johnny Sprint Saturday week? Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, let's uh, look forward to the Summer Carnival. It's fast approaching, but uh, you've got a book of drives today, and uh, there's a number of interesting runners. One in particular that I wanted to ask about. Race six horse for Case. This guy's first up from New Zealand. He's had a number of trials. Last time out, he was chasing home Regazzo Mac, the horse they paid an absolute mozza for over there in the West. 
what are the expectations first up today? Yeah, we're not sort of expecting a lot out of him. We're not sort of going to be out there to do anything special today. Um, it's more just race experience for him, really, getting used to this style of racing over here and see how he lines up. With those three trials, uh, how did you grade them? Yeah, I was happy enough with him, Chris. Um, he wasn't brilliant, obviously, like he didn't run off the screen or anything, but I think he's a horse that sort of only does what he has to. So it'll be interesting to see today. There's obviously going to be a more genuine tempo under race conditions. So it'll be, see how, it'll be interesting to see how he um, lines up with those horses. And as far as gate speed is concerned, gate four, you've got a little bit of speed to your inside and you've got some pace drawn to your outside. Where do you want to be going into that first turn? Yeah, I'm sure he's got enough gate speed if we want to use it, but we'll just see what happens. Um, as I said, we don't want to be out there sort of busting him first up. So we'll just see how we come out. If there's sort of an easy spot there and we're going to be in a position to get cover, um, we'll probably do that. But if not, we'll just sort of tuck in and make sure we hit the line today. Okay. The mare in race eight, Gina Tiano. She's got gate seven, but I don't think she's hopeless in this field, but you're relying on a lot of early pressure. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think she's sort of racing okay. She's just um, a mare that sort of probably doesn't really suit her when they back off and then zip home. She sort of likes to run along, and if they sort of go 53, 54s, she's right in it. It's just if they happen to back off through the middle stages and then zip home a half or a quarter, she sort of finds it a little bit hard to stick with them. Okay. But she can she can certainly feature if luck is on her side. Yeah, 100%. All right. Old Lancelot Bromack, race nine. Mitch Manners will be tuned in down in Sydney. He's drawn in gate two. Not that uh, draws make a, a big difference for him because he sort of just runs off the gate as he pleases. But uh, what do you expect here with Lancelot Bromack? Yeah, he's definitely racing well enough to take this, Chris. Um, he just sort of needs a few things his way. Um, the two's probably a good draw for him. He, sort of, he has been sort of coming out well enough to hold his own lately. So um, if we can sort of hold a forward spot and there's a bit of pressure on and we can get into it late and get over the top, I'm sure he can take it. Okay. You're hoping that a recipe for dreaming rolls along at a good tempo? Yeah, I think so, Chris. Um, there's sort of a couple of quicker ones out wide, so it'll be ideal if there's a bit of a speed battle. But um, if Recipe for Dreaming does happen to get an easy lead, it's probably going to make it a bit difficult. All right. In the last race, you've picked up the drive on Vinny Chase, who backs up from Saturday night. He was good on Saturday night, finishing third. And this may be a little bit easier or, or certainly similar to what he what he met on, there on the weekend. Yeah, for sure. I thought he was really good. Um, obviously, he's parked up outside me on Key Largo and probably not really his go. We went 53 and I thought he stuck on really brave. So if he can get the right sort of trip in this race, I'm sure he's good enough. Yeah, absolutely. If Key Largo was starting in this field, he'd be winning, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. Yep, absolutely. So four good drives there today. So with a little bit of luck, you should be in the money. Yeah, that's right, hopefully. All right. Well, appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside later today. No worries. Thanks, Chris.
There's Angus Gerrard joining us. So Sir Fahrenheit continues to tick all the boxes. Uh, three straight victories there on Saturday night. He was in the winner's circle, as he just mentioned there, with Key Largo as well. So a double for Angus on Saturday night. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how some of these horses go. Case is an interesting runner there in race six. He's up against its Cherokee Jack, who looms as the horse to beat. He's shaping nicely, another ex-Kiwi. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how Case goes first up in Australia today. Racetrack Ralphie is about to join us. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What have you found at today's Big Ten race program? Yeah, look, I think we'd get in early and go race one, number five, pushing it uphill. And hey, let's be honest, we've all been there, and there's probably a few who still are. But uh, seriously. You're referring to me. <laughs> <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> But seriously, this pacer, he produced a pleasing debut run at Redcliffe a couple of weeks ago. He was second behind party politics. There was since one again at Albion Park last week. With the natural improvement and heading to the bigger track, more can be expected from this guy. And trainer Wayne Graham, well, he knows how to produce a talented youngster. So I'm suggesting get the cash early. Race one, number five, pushing it uphill. Okay, so race one, number five, pushing it uphill. He's a... Uh, Oddly named this horse, but hopefully he can get the uh, the verdict for you and many others that like him. Leonard Kane, fresher from a big day at Marburg on Sunday. I think he had a treble there. He's got the drive. So race one, number five, pushing it uphill. Hey, Ralphie, as always, really appreciate it. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris.